1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
0: Are you ready for the greatest show in fantasy football history hosted by the incomparable Scott Connor and the one and only Ray GQ? I present to you Destination Chill, where football and fantasy collide. G. E. GP. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Good people. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. I am excited. It is February 14th, Valentine's Day. So appreciate y'all giving us a little bit of your time on this uh, special day. But I-, I just have to say this, man. Like, we've been gone for a little bit. Everybody knows we were down at the Senior ball, And uh, it was our first time meeting, Scott. And, uh, bro. I'm just telling y'all out there, this is, you're a good dude, man. You're a hard worker. Um, And I think that the time that we were away from the show and we got to spend together, I think that has made us better friends, uh, better co-hosts, colleagues, business partners, man. You're my dog. I just want to say that while, you know, we've been gone. But before we get started, like, you're my dog. I appreciate you, man. Like From the bottom of my heart, you're a real one, man. I just wanted to say that, Scott. It was good to meet you finally.
1: Yeah, man. Right back at you. It was. Uh, it's amazing some of the ideas that you come up with when you're actually in person. I mean, the amount of conversations we had where it was like, hey, that would be awesome to put together. Or right. we're just sitting there. I remember there was one time we were just literally sitting there in the living room and we're like, that could be a show that could be an entire thing that we could put together. Now, as content creators, how many of those things actually make it to a show or here? That's a different story, but yeah, it was awesome. It was an awesome time, first class event, first class treatment from old Q here. Uh, We had an awesome place uh, to hang and it was just awesome. So I'm excited for it next year. uh, The one thing I will say is it was an experience that I didn't know what to think about. I didn't know what to expect. Uh, but it's amazing how just for shout out to everybody out there, whether you're a content creator, whether it's in your professional life or your career, but go out there and try stuff, right? This was outside of my comfort zone. Actually on the field interviewing players. Like I'm Mr. Just stay behind the scenes and crunch data, talk in the Discord. Uh, and I'm not not like I'm shy of getting on camera and talking, obviously, but this was a new thing for me. So being able to do it the amount of confidence I'll have next year of like rehearsing, man, I'm going to be even better next year. Like, just think about that. Just try things. And then boom, you come back. And if you love it, you'll continue to want to work at it. So awesome opportunity. Recommend everybody. If you can make it, go out there. But just had an awesome time meeting you and, uh, you know, looking forward to what's to come. Well, so appreciate the words it, right back at you. And, and the point of saying
0: that is, As we're discussing stuff out there, everything that we're talking about is honestly for y'all, everybody that's watching, everybody that's subscribed to the service that goes to the website that uses our tools that that, like we're figuring out we're sitting there strategizing ways to explain things better. Man, Scott, how can we do a better job at conveying this message to put out like literally better content for y'all? Like that's all we're talking about. And one of the things that we have been big proponents of at Destination Devi, you see it on the bottom of the screen here, is the war tool and using that to roster construct. And we started a series, War Games, but we've taken a couple of weeks off. And during that time, Scott, we've kind of reflected on, you know, how we want to present that data, uh, some things on the back end, and just the way that we come across, right? So, like, thinking about that, what should we look forward to when, when we come back to this? Because we're going to do another one uh, about quarterbacks real soon. There's a lot of people out there saying they're tired of this. This stuff is not relevant. Like It doesn't work in football. What, What should people expect when we come back?
1: Yeah. I mean, the reason we, just to be transparent with everybody, one of the reasons we took the time away is we did our first show. We had fun doing it. We made a lot of great points, but then I think we both kind of reflected and went, is this exactly how we want the rest of the series to go? Because we rehearsed you know, how we wanted it to flow, how we wanted to talk about each position and different formats and that kind of stuff. And then I think we were like, you know what? There's more to this. And I have to give a shout out to our community, our Discord members, our subscribers, even just random people that pick up the show, watch the show, have follow-up questions. There's enough times where you get asked something and then you start to respond or you start to explain it and you go, wait a second. Would that actually make sense to everybody if we just put it out there in right. a 45-minute show? So I think right. we both kind of pulled back and without explicitly saying, Ray, I wasn't ready. You weren't ready to do it. I don't think we were ready to go do another eight-part series continuing what we were doing. We needed to dive back into the tool Think about more from the consumer side, the user side, the random player that just signs up for Destination Devi or joins on the YouTube page or joins the website. What are they questioning? What are they asking? Made some changes to the tool. Anybody that has it has noticed that the format looks a little bit different. But I think what we're gonna be able to highlight is how to use it still, how anybody can use it regardless of your format. So we're not just talking through war, the positions. We're also gonna highlight why it's important why it has a place right why we are solving for war in your fantasy football league and not war for the NFL a couple right. people have said well war in the NFL it's not been a proven thing like it is in baseball that's what we're not trying to we're not trying to prove that right so we're going to highlight some of the things that war can't tell you hell i think half the series is going to be about <laughs> where its limitations are
0: right and you right. didn't
1: go into this building a tool to then highlight what it's not going to help you with. Uh -uh. But I think that is absolutely mandatory to the discussions to say, all right, there's limitations here. And here's where you need to go to maybe fill in those gaps. So we're going to talk more about some of the things that you can't do with war, but also why it's important, why it helps, and why I think it's even more important now in a game where there's a data overload. There's not Mm. an information edge anywhere. It's more about how can I get around some of the edges that still exist. And there's just straight up people that don't really want to dive into something like this. So you're going to see a new approach from you and I, not just how we would approach leagues or how we would tell others to approach leagues. But I think we've kind of realized some of the things that you don't want to do with war. Some of the assumptions that you don't want to make. Some of the things that we were just concluding, oh, that must be true because that graph or that chart says is true. But then you dive into it a little bit more, and I'll just leave you with this. We play largely a week-to-week game. Fantasy, redraft, dynasty, whatever it is, we are playing a week-to-week game. You go into your Mm -hmm. league, it is made up of head-to-head matchups. It is made up of, even if it's all play, it's a week-to-week game. You're getting credited usually with a win or a loss. Yet we look at things like war and we go, well, let's just look at the entire 2023 season. There's a disconnect there. So we're going to highlight some of those things that you may not have picked up. And that's a big thing you and I have realized over the last month or so, that it's still a week-to-week game. We're being judged on a week-to-week game. Results and money is driven by week-to-week performances.
0: Yet we're looking at snapshots of whole
1: seasons. So there you go.
0: Yeah, I'm excited. Excited. We're excited to get, Back to doing that with y'all. But Scott, I, I told people, I told the, the the Twitterverse, or X, whatever you call it, I said, I'm going to make you do your favorite thing. For those of y'all that follow Scott, y'all know he is um, uh, not big on giving player analysis. It's not his forte. That's why he said the Senior Bowl was a little bit out of his comfort zone. But Scott, there are some some players right now in the NFL or about to be in the NFL generating big buzz big buzz and I want to know what the chat thinks about these cats but I want to know what you think about this player and you could take this whatever direction that you want to go the value the player himself but I mean, there's been no player hotter than this guy right here man JJ McCarthy Scott we're in 24 rookie draft season Super Bowl is over Chiefs got it done we're on the rookies now this is what it's about in dynasty and Right now, you got people saying QB1, QB2, you know? J.J. McCarthy. Just talk about him, man. Hmm.
1: Well, I think there's one thing that's probably starting to become true to everybody, even if you don't want to admit it. He's going to get the capital. You've said it. There's been too many people that have big voices in the industry that are saying he's going to get the capital. No. In fact, I really don't know what could change between now and then to say he doesn't get the capital. Could he go to the combine and just completely blow not, everybody no. away? with? No, it, there's nothing he's, really he's, that's going to happen. Yes. Him. When I say blow everybody away, I mean turn all the teams off. But here's the no. thing. He's a quarterback. Quarterbacks can be an acquired taste, right? Some teams may go, I don't feel comfortable with this guy. Other teams may go, okay, I'm fine with him. We've seen that with QBs where they get nitpicked when they go to something like the Combine. They start interviewing with teams. Then they have pro days. They meet with more teams. So you start seeing things that come out on quarterbacks. Quarterback's the most dissected position when it comes to the draft. Oh, this guy didn't interview well. He didn't answer questions right about reading defenses or whatever it is. There's always stuff out there. But there's too many voices saying he's going to get the capital. And there's a lot of teams that could use a quarterback, whether it's to start right away or it's to sit for half a year. So I think even if you don't like him, even if you're gonna go, ah, oh, he didn't produce in college, or because you've questioned him. Why didn't he throw when he was in college, well, that's right?
0: The, no, well, that's the it is the million-dollar question. It, it I've asked multiple people, was it the fact that he could not do it, therefore Michigan didn't ask him to do it, or he just didn't need to because they had one of the best offensive lines, the best defense, the best damn running back the past two years. And they just said, we don't need to win that way. I mean, it's the the million dollar question, man. But it feels like his stock, there's nothing that's going to happen to tank it at this point. If anything, it's going to go up. Like, I don't think it's unrealistic that he's picked ahead of Drake May. And if I take the fantasy goggles off, could I see him going ahead and J- ahead of Jaden Daniels? Yeah. I can. I can't see him over Caleb Williams personally, but that's the trajectory that he's on right now, man.
1: But the fact that we went from I'm not sure if he's going to declare a month ago to <laughs> he's already in discussion to be the QB2. Like right yeah. there, you you can't deny whether you agree with it or not you're not running the NFL team, but there's going to be a team that drafts him. There's going to be a team that drafts him high. We've started to talk about on Trades in Five that there's a new, hate to say it, but there is a new tier break that probably has to be expanded a pick or so, wherever it was for you, 106, 107, 108, but he's got to be in the mix just from a pure asset standpoint. So I'll, I'm intrigued. I want to see where he lands. I want to see what coordinators he's Do linked keep, up with. No, nah, nah, I'm, I'm not gonna
0: let you. I'm not gonna let you I'm gonna I'm gonna make this harder for you. You can't see where he lands. You gotta are you making that selection right now, absent landing spot. If you've got you've gotta make the pick.
1: Yes. Yes. You'd
0: be comfortable with that. He,
1: he's a he's it, a top eight pick in Superflex Dynasty it, Leagues. Is he not, is he more? No, comfortable? I'm not gonna pick him 106. I'm not gonna pick I I But he's gotten to that point where I'm comfortable saying he's in that second tier of players, whoever that is for you, whether it's two in the first tier, three in the first tier, four in the first tier, whatever. Scott, I've got a
0: spot to make you consider him at 103, 104.
1: i got a spot. I know what it is. What is it? Atlanta? I was thinking Minnesota, but you could say Atlanta as well.
0: Atlanta at eight. Atlanta takes him at eight.
1: I mean, that's better capital than you may even see from Drake May or Jaden Daniels. Could be what he goes ahead of one of those, or he gets picked ahead of one of those. Let's say hypothet
0: no, I'm hypothetically, Caleb went first, May went to the commanders, Jaden went to the Patriots. JJ McCarthy gets selected eight by Atlanta. Hmm. Jaden in New England, I could May in Washington.
1: I, I, I could just, I, I could I justify it. you could. The, o- I, the you only, would. the only tiebreak. oh uh, Zach Robinson. Robinson tie break.
0: He's going to be great with him. You, you talk yourself into it.
1: No, the only tie break or caveat I will say to this is, you talk about ADV all the time. I do mm-hmm. think there's something about somebody like Jaden Daniels that's always going to have some of that ADV. And is almost going to be have the ability to shine outside of the situation. There's going to be somebody that goes, I'm just chasing the rushing quarterback. That's it. Now, you tell me Drake May goes to the Patriots. I think Drake May is the one where he gets one of those spots that people don't like. Let's say he goes three to New England and JJ goes eight to Atlanta. I easily could see people saying I'm I'm switching those two without even hesitation.
0: Just because really? it's close
1: enough. And May was the guy that I think people have kind of not soured on, but it's almost unfair because he didn't live up to the, oh, he's a clear-cut 102 in the NFL draft. So it's almost like we're punishing him just a little bit. And if he goes to New England, people are just going to look at who's the OC, who's the weapons versus McCarthy in Atlanta. I, I it, mean, it's it, is
0: it
1: it's they just hired McAdoo, somebody. is it? Is it McAdoo? Uh, No, they just hired somebody. Somebody in the chat Oh, Van Pelt. Van Pelt. Van Pelt, that's it Van Van Pelt? It was Van Pelt, yeah. But I can see it. I can see people going, all right, I'm taking JJ over Drake May. Because some of the same things that both offer are similar, right? Both can run a little bit. Like, you you can squint and say, I'd prefer the landing spot because the draft capital is close enough. So he's there. I'm not going to go any further than that. I think he's a top eight pick. Could jump five or six. But that, that, compared to where... A month ago, if I would have told you he's in the potential elite tier before he declared for the NFL draft, before he even won the Natty,
0: yeah, I'd you'd say have been like crazy. Insane. I, I
1: yeah, remember the night I'd of the Natty, the day of the Natty, we were in the voice chat. And uh-huh. We were having the conversation of is there a chance that Michael Penix gets past Atlanta? You remember that conversation? Yes. And yes. if I would have said, no, J.J. McCarthy's going to blow past Michael Penix and get drafted in the top 10, you would have been like, uh, okay, that's a that's a hot take, and here we are. It's just crazy how fast things can change, and not a lot happened other than Penix lost, and J.J. Cl- won, and, and, and here we are.
0: And you're clear-cut J.J. over Nick's penix even if they got... Oh. I'm saying, because people are saying, dude, I'm seeing... Pentix and Bonekix are still being mocked. Twelve to the to the Broncos, thirteen to the Vikings.
1: Come on, I mean, I just did our best ball mock on Destination Dynasty this week, and I intentionally, intentionally buried people. Got to hear the non-first round
0: quarterbacks. People have to hear this, man. Because I used to like doing rookie drafts before the NFL drafts. I'm good on that now, man. Because that, that landing spot and that capital, that stuff matters. Like, you could think it doesn't matter, it matters. So, uh, I don't think Knicks is going to get the capital. I, I keep seeing him in the first round of mocks. I I don't know, Scott, but if you're Denver, if you're Denver, you can you go into this season without Russell Wilson with Jared Stidham at quarterback? E- Even if we don't like Knicks, people didn't like Will Levis either, and now people are kind of talking themselves on maybe with Callahan this could work. Denver can't go into the season with Stidham, can they?
1: I mean, they can. The Raiders can go into the season with O'Connell. They've got Jimmy Garoppolo
0: there. They've got Garoppolo there. there. They've got Bursette, right?
1: I'm I'm just saying, any team could go whatever, and we could be left holding the bag, going, man, this would be a great spot for this quarterback to go. And instead, Michael Penix goes somewhere where you no, know, it's like a Hendon Hooker situation last year, right? Yeah, people weren't necessarily super excited when he went to the Lions. He wasn't starting no. week one. Now he was. He had the torn ACL, so there was an excuse of, well, he's not going to play week one or not going to play. But he wasn't in season playing one. over Jared Goff. Well, but here's the thing: the best case scenario was Jared Goff is so bad that Hendon Hooker might get a shot, right? And then, of course, if you look at the Lions, you're going, I'm not really wanting to bet that Jared Goff's going to be so bad that they give Hendon Hooker a shot, especially when he's going to miss a season. So I'm not saying I can't be in on Knicks, Penix, and even Rattler. And, man, it sounds like for all the NFL stuff I listen to, a lot of people like Rattler over Knicks and Penix. And people just can't accept to put him in that conversation. But for me, best ball especially, if they're not first-round picks – Probably not gonna see me taking a bunch of them. Cause now I'm subject to well, hopefully he gets in there. Now there's landing spots where you could say, all right, one of those guys does go to Denver, right? One of those guys goes does go to this spot or that spot.
0: Right. Michael right.
1: Penix goes to Minnesota in round two. You're not gonna be out. But that's no, you're not gonna you're be not, out. You're not out because of the landing spot, right? But let me you don't you hope do you don't have Michael to make Penix. that
0: pick though. You you hope <laughs> you hope you don't you're not you're not in the position where you have to take Michael Penix.
1: Well, and here's the thing. If Michael Penix goes to Minnesota, people like him, man, goes to Denver, he will get pushed up in a range where now I'm going to be uncomfortable making the pick there anyway. It's not like I'm going to get this
0: really nice value on that Penix.
1: You know, people
0: think he's plug and play Kirk Cousins, just drop him in Minnesota and he'll be able to just replicate Kirk Cousins out the gate. That's how some, that's how a lot of these, I'm, I'm seeing it, man. You've seen it too. Just he's t- right out the gate, put him in Minnesota and every and maybe maybe people will say, look at C.J. Stroud. Nobody thought Stroud would do that. But the reality is I, I'm not banking on that happening every damn year. You know, nope. Nope. They, and, and Penix S- isn't, even, Penix isn't even Stroud out of he, Penix isn't even Stroud out of college. But look up all the numbers, man. The advanced analytics is all C.J. Stroud. Like they're not even close.
1: So how do you play those guys if you do end up with a share or two of them? Are they, because because they, the capital will tell you there's no longevity, but also at the same time, there's a window for guys like Levis. There was a window for Sam Howe. There was a window for Desmond Ritter. So there's going to be a probable window for those guys. But what, for you, Ray, what is, the, what is the breaking point? Is it just you have to see them? You have to see it for you to make the decision? Or is it, Man, Spencer Rattler went in the second round. He went to Denver. I like the spot. He's going to get real, opportunity. Man. But I,
0: what is it? I'm gonna be real. I'm I'm gonna be real. People can say, "Oh, you just take the value." But when you're really on that clock and that quarterback that you already kind of didn't like goes to a spot that you really don't like and you kind of it's a lot harder to just be like, oh, "I'll just take him." You know what I mean? You Know, we kind of did that with the Mac Jones year. Like, ah, oh, I'm so happy to get him at the 110, 111, and to a degree, you were. But, um, the, the real answer to that, Scott, is I try not to even pick back there. Like, honestly, I you, you're you in leagues with me. How many f- even furs do I have? Like, I just try not to pick back there. I it's easy for well, me to sit here and say, take it's easy for me to say, take the value, but I don't know, man. And in a class like this. I think in, in today's Dynasty game, I can get just as much value for some receiver as I can a quarterback that nobody likes.
1: So let's say you do have one, though. You have a couple shares of those guys. They're second-round oh. picks. They get the opportunity. So you've already crossed a couple of the bridges that you weren't sure you were going to be able to pass. Mm-hmm. Then what?
0: Depends because on which, you... what type of quarterback it is. Depends on the arc type of quarterback. That's the answer. Because with Jalen Hurts and you know it's true. I said, I'm not selling him. I said, don't do it. When people were, I'm selling, I'm like, not this guy. Because it it, it's not going to take much for people to buy into the dual threat, high rush. That's the dynasty game. If it's a player that, if it's a player like Will Levis that people already didn't like and he's got some value and you've got a moment to move him, you probably need to trade him. Like if there's any value, because the moment Will Levis struggles, I knew he sucked. It's just Will Levis. It craters, man. So it depends on the type like, the real, if it were Kyle Trask, I'm trying to move Kyle Trask, you know? If it were, I'm just saying, I'm putting myself in that mind frame. If it were Kellen Mond, if he actually were good, because they were in the same class and they were drafted, damn near back-to-back, people would have a higher propensity to keep the guy that can run around in fantasy because he's going to score more points. So it depends on the type of quarterback it is, man.
1: Then maybe we'll leave it with this analysis. A lot of people love Michael Penix. Some people like Bo Nix, and a lot of people dislike Spencer Rattler. Then you could almost leave it at that, right? Michael Penix, if he gets opportunity, there's going to be a cult following out there. Absolutely. Spencer Rattler, he gets opportunity. He should have never gotten the opportunity. <laughs> so, I mean, is that is it crazy to analyze those three quarterbacks through those lenses of I mean. Penix could be the Jalen Hurts where, man, if he's in the right spot, Forget about the draft capital. Kind of similar to how people viewed Sam Howe, right? Man, Sam Howe should have never gone in the fifth. Never just been Just look at his rounder. profile. Yep. Versus Desmond Ritter takes over. Ah, I didn't like him to begin with. <laughs> so I'll just sell him. You know what I mean? But the, the opportunity was present for both, and how did you react? So maybe that's speaks Desmond to the ever, did, score of QBs.
0: Did Desmond Ritter ever hit first-round trade value? Because I know Sam Howe was getting flipped for firsts. I don't think Desmond no. Ritter got ever got that high.
1: No, and I think I, part of it was how how performed on a higher end basis during the season. Yeah, I mean, I remember the narratives yeah. during the year. Man, Sam Howe is earning this job in the future. That's he's QB, true. He's a QB. That's one. true. That's yeah. when the price elevated. But they found the guy. I think it comes down to Shit, I might have said that on
0: Wake before. Up. Ah, oh, they found the guy at least for he, a year. Now you're like.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Ray had his <laughs> Sam Howe phase where he was the future, and now it's like, yeah, Sam Howe is an
0: afterthought, you know? It was it was about a solid three weeks. Um <laughs> but I pivot, baby. I've got no I've got I no know. problem pivoting, man.
1: Oh what's the chat want us to pivot to? What else we got? No man? more JJ yeah. McCarthy or second round QB talk.
0: <laughs> what else we got, man? Scott was kicking my ass in pool in Mobile too. I'm still salty about that. I didn't get one. Real yeah. quick, would you I, put I, would,
1: what what? Brag. never net. I never lost. I believe I went 19 and 0 between Jv J Rich and you. Never lost.
0: All right. Let's see what the chat wants. Um. Real quick, answer this one, Scott. Over under quarterbacks in the first round. Four and a half.
1: Under, I think it's four. I don't think any of those other ones we mentioned sneaks into the first because real quick, I don't think the fifth-year option has as much value as it did before just because what have you always said? You know when you got the guy, right? You, know you don't need that fifth-year option years. to say, ah, yeah. Oh, yeah. man, yeah, let me ride him out one more year on that cheap good deal question. before I want to extend it. So I don't think they don't value it's, that anymore.
0: This is a good question right here, man, from uh, Open24Hours. Speak be quick, because I want to get through a couple of these, Scott. Any hope for the RBs? Which are your favorites? Is there any hope for the RBs? I, I kind of asked you this question the other day, that is the pendulum going to swing so far in the fade running back you know, direction that there creates some value on the other side? So is there any hope for the RBs? Which are your favorites?
1: In context, I would say there's plenty of hope for the RB class. Uh, part of it is nobody thinks the RB class is any good, so I'm immediately going to look at it through a lens of, all right, maybe I should reexamine some of those takes. Then you combine that with a dynasty market that absolutely hates the position, I'm intrigued. Now, if you told me there's never a running back that has a top five season out of this class, I wouldn't be shocked at that. You wouldn't be shocked, no. But, no, wouldn't be shocked at all. But you could say that about a lot of classes. You could say that about the Josh Jacobs, David Montgomery class, man, that I don't know if there'll be a top five running back. And Josh Jacobs went in the first round. You could have said that about the running back class a couple of years ago, Brees Hall, Ken Walker. I mean, sure. We yeah. thought Brees was great, but if you told me he would never have a top five season, I'd be like, that could be because of injury or whatnot. Right. So I'm intrigued. I mean, I got my guys. I know you got some guys in here, but I like the fact that everybody basically says this is a bad class. There's going to be two or three running backs. That you pick back and you go, that was a great pick. Taking a couple of shots on that, Marshawn Lloyd, Jonathan Brooks, because of the injury. I mean, some of the mm-hmm. smaller school guys, Dylan Law, Isaiah Davis, and then you know the guys we saw in Mobile, right? I mean, I'm very happy to take some shots at Ray Davis, Cody Schrader. Will Shipley wasn't there, but that's another one. I mean, there's there's some hey, intriguing names. But in terms Ray of Davis,
0: did you enjoy that interview with your boy?
1: Yeah, and the what didn't get captured was the backstory of us literally having to chase him. And you'd think me, and I did not wear my Kentucky gear, I didn't dress like this in Mobile because that's a little creepy. Yeah. But Jay Rich is like, man, we gotta get Ray Davis. Just had to get yeah. him. So we're like breaking all the rules, going past the the lines where you're not allowed to go, damn near chasing him down into the tunnel. <laughs> the tunnel. Hey, Ray, man. Ray, Ray, you got sixty seconds. And of course, you know, because he's a good dude, he stops, turns around, comes back, does that interview. But yeah, if this was, if it would have been more crowded or they would have actually enforced the rules, we would have never got that. So that was good. But uh, I,
0: I completely interrupted to your point, you, but continue.
1: No, I mean, to your point, those are the names. I just got back from the uh, Louisville KFFSC drafts this weekend. And of course, you know, that's against a different crowd than what we typically play against in Dynasty. But here I am sitting here drafting these rookie running backs, and people are going, "Who, who is that? Dylan Lobb? Who's that? Cody Schrader? Who is he?" You know, I'm like, and it's just it's a different world. But there's great value in you're drafting these rookie RBs, and I don't even care if they're good, right? The thing we like about running backs that go late is they either get the role or they don't. It's a, it's a quick outcome. You know what I mean? That's yeah. why you draft running backs late in rookie drafts because you're going to know pretty quickly. Dewan Edwards, if he doesn't make the roster, he probably shouldn't be on your dynasty roster, even if you liked him as a draft prospect. So I think there's a lot of strategic shots you can take, and those are some of the names. But I like the class because it's cheap. You're going to be able to get them all. I mean, wh- where's the I, first I like running it. back go off the board in a super flex draft, Ray? First one.
0: 205? 202? 204 202, something like 202 to 202 202 to 205 in that range Here's, I, I was I just I was just on the show I mean, with Theo Griminger today and I like this class you know why because I guarantee the all the NFL sees is fresh young bodies that can eat innings and they're going to be cheap this is great mm-hmm. you know what I mean like I can get somebody to come in and eat innings that I only have to pay uh $4 million contract for. I don't need to go buy Josh Jacobs because I can get Odric Estime in the sixth round to just come in and absorb carries. Like, I, I guarantee you, it, 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 there's going to be opportunity for, for these players, man. There's going to be some opportunity. And like you said, it costs you nothing. So I, I'm into this class, especially when I'm paying 302 prices and I can get a starting running back. You know, I, I I like it. I like it, man. Um, But there's this this question is really good, man. We got to I want to pivot to this one because something we've talked about a little bit in passing and just understand where we are in the times when I read this, understand. I'm going to read this. Hey, guys, I've been wondering. Jefferson has been the wide receiver one for a couple of years, but it's starting to get up there in age. Do you think the next wide receiver one is in the league yet? Who's most likely to take that spot? We talked about this the other day, man. Like, you start to look, and it's like, damn, Jefferson has been in the league X number of years. People are starting to to say this. You know, A.J. Brown, I'm seeing more people. Oh, man, the injuries, he's older. It's a good question because um, for the first time in a long time, there was a window to buy Justin Jefferson this year, you know? And that really hasn't existed. It's been, he's unobtainable. Like, you just can't pay enough to get that asset. But for a small moment of time this year, you could have bought Justin. People were selling Jefferson, man, trying to chase the point. CeeDee Lamb's emergence, other guys. People were willing to sell him. Just what are your thoughts on him, man? And just that position. And when it happens, it's, I mean... How much does Marvin Harrison really have to do this year to be the wide receiver one next year? Like when it happens, it doesn't mean Jefferson's any worse, but the value is not the same anymore. What are your so this is interesting, man? Talk about it.
1: It's actually an interesting question because Marv is already steamed up into the top four, top five. We already know that. I think I saw yesterday where he's wide receiver four. Which is the highest that we've ever had a prospect come into the league. The only one that rivals it was Bijan last year. And there is a fair argument to say, okay, Marvin Harrison, if he's wide receiver four already, just to get your hands on him. And we're not talking about rookie drafts. If you're getting him at your 101, that's a different story. People are taking him in the first eight picks he's of a start. Second
0: round underdog pick, man. Second round pick in underdog drafts. Wide receiver four yep. off the board.
1: Yep. Now, what does he have to do to be preferred over justin jefferson in the community he doesn't have to outperform justin jefferson he has to just show that he belongs in that tier and then people will make the rookie mistake that they do with a lot of players well he only can get better from here right puts up 114 hundred yards and 10 touchdowns let's just say he has jamar chase's rookie year puka well he uh, puka's yeah if he had let's, either one of those guys. He has any Jefferson Chase Puka's rookie year. Puts up those numbers. He's going to be the guy that just is better. Just just is better. You know what I mean? He can only get 20% better. But that's a slam dunk. Let's say he just puts up Chris Alavés rookie year. Drake London's rookie year. Cuz maybe his landing Oof. spot limits him a little bit. We don't know. But then what? So that that I think that's the question is where is it if he did that, if he does what Drake London did as a rookie, he's not going to be the wide receiver one next year in Dynasty. I can I can almost guarantee that. But he doesn't need to put up Puka or Jamar Chase's rookie year. Garrett Wilson, hey, okay, he's. I mean, Garrett Wilson's yeah, it wasn't it wasn't great,
0: but I mean, he got steamed up the wide receiver four.
1: That's where you got to apply some context. Garrett Wilson got steamed up for wide receiver four because he did what he did. In what our opinions, and I say are, meaning just the masses, Ray, he did it despite his team, right? It was, he did so amazing, and I think this is a lesson we can learn. Garrett Wilson was so amazing with Joe Flacco and Zach Wilson and Mike White at QB. Imagine what he's going to do with Aaron Rodgers. So immediately he just – and you were guilty of it, man. Garrett Wilson is I mean, the, you he's going to be that. the, the next guy that can that. take the crown. I, I uh, The point is, though, if Marv goes to a place where people don't already love, but he puts up Garrett Wilson's numbers, the excuse is going to be, we'll wait until the situation gets better. But how do we know the situation gets better? What if it just kind of flatlines for two more years? So it's just – it's a dangerous game, but back to the original point. I mean, come on. Jefferson's going to be 25 in June.
0: I'm just telling you what people are saying. I'm, I'm just telling you. Uh, what? what and, and he doesn't what have a quarterback.
1: The, hey, that's the other factor, that that's going to maybe limit how people view him over the next year. I, I don't buy any of this stuff with, you know, you saw the report the other day, man, he's really pushing for Cousins, which has turned into what if he gets traded, right? What if he's kind of like low-key forcing his way out of Minnesota if they don't draft or they don't have Kirk Cousins and they draft J.J. McCarthy or they bring in, insert QB name. But we don't know any of that is happening, but the narrative out there is, man, what if he stays in Minnesota and what if they draft J.J. McCarthy? The same J.J. McCarthy that people were shit on, is he going to support an 1,800-yard Justin Jefferson? (laughs) Off the rip, Ray, what do you think? Would you bet on that?
0: Absolutely not. And that's no shade to JJ McCarthy, but that's that's insane to expect that.
1: Yeah, but but that's what's but they don't into just have this, Jefferson, I think, they
0: got Addison.
1: Uh, it, I, I that's that's the point. That there's there are narratives where you can say he may not have the staying power as wide receiver one, even if you think he's the best receiver. I posted the uh the war per game numbers the other day. I don't know if yeah, you yeah, saw yeah, them. Yeah. Between CD, Jamar, Amon Ra, and Jefferson. Mm-hmm. You can see a clear tier between the four. There was J-Jets and then everybody else. Not a ton, but enough to where you'd say, all right, he's probably a little bit better than those other three. And now the situation has changed, so you kind of got to wonder, is that going to impact how people view him? I don't know. I don't know. I- I'm curious what the crowd thinks. What does Marv have to do to surpass him? Cause it's not have Jefferson or Puka or Jamar Chase's rookie year, but what does he have to do to just flat out be the wide receiver one in dynasty? What's the threshold?
0: I think it's a combination of if he lands in Arizona with Kyler Murray, it, it like that's it's it's. I'm just the buck stops there. Now there might be a team that trades up inside of there, but let's just say. That's where he lands. And he goes out there year one and has, you know, an 80-catch, 1,100-yard season in his rookie year with, like, tethered to Kyler, and McBride is still good too. Like, he'll he'll, he'll be the one at that. At that point, he's Larry Fitzgerald 2.0. Like, that's how – and that's his game. It, it It's going to just play out for him that way. I don't think he has to smash – I, I just I think what you said. If he's just in the conversation, I like he'll he'll get pumped up next year. That uh, because it's it's not just him. My question to you is: If Kirk Cousins doesn't end up in Minnesota, who's there to support those guys? Like what? Who's realistically available? Do they? I'm I'm just throwing names out there. Do they bring in Flacco? If they think they're a playoff team, do they? We never we don't talk about that, but. If Joe wanted to play, would they say, look, man, we need you for the first eight weeks or whatever, however long Kurtz, you know, whomever it is, like, who can go there? If Cousins isn't there, who's there?
1: I'm just speculating, and if there's any Vikings experts or fans in the crowd, chime in. I'm speculating that just the vibe that I get is that they've been seeking a, a cheaper alternative option at QB for far before. They knew Kirk Cousins, A tore his Achilles, but B was going to hit free agency. Just kind of has a it has a vibe of they're seeking they want to find the successor, but they're not a team that's gonna go, all right, we're not getting Kirk Cousins, so let's go pay Russell Wilson. Or you know right. what I mean? Like it's good. I'm with you if I'm they're you. if they're if you. they're getting rid of cousins, it's not gonna be a expensive lesser version of a Kirk Cousins. If that oh, makes my sense. bad! It's going. To I, I'm be... messing
0: up stuff. Hold on, Scott. I'm messing up. I'm messing up stuff. All right, keep going. Keep going. Keep going.
1: <laughs> no, I think if it's not Kirk Cousins, it's going to be a a totally different route. It's going to be trying to go the Brock Purdy route, the Sam Howe route. Right. Maybe higher draft capital, but it's it's not going to be okay. We didn't get Cousins, so we settled for a lesser version of Cousins. We went out and paid Baker Mayfield. You know what right, I mean? It's going to no. be a cheap QB route. No. no matter who it is, if it's Drake May, it's going to be hard to justify even Justin Jefferson putting up those numbers that I mentioned. He, you know what I mean? Like, it, 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 But it, the odds that it's Jake May or one of the top three, four QBs in this draft it's, is also low.
0: It very well could be J.J. McCarthy there, right? And I just, while a lot of people will say Nobody thought C.J. Stroud was going to be as good as he was. I, I understand that, but I would just say the likelihood of that happening for that player, and that has nothing to do with JJ's long-term talent. I just don't think it's the same. I don't think you can compare those two collegiate passers to one another. You know, based on what they did in college, and that's not all, the, the the sad reality. In all of this, is none of this is JJ McCarthy's fault. You know what I mean? Like it's not like he had the opportunity and then failed, but everyone still likes him. Like they just never threw the ball. Like he true people just haven't seen it, um, and it always felt like Michigan. I don't want to say won in spite of, but he wasn't. It never felt like he was the reason why they won. It was always build up to be Korm or the defense. But it's it's going to be interesting to see what they do because. As good as Jefferson and Addison are, like, you need the quarterback, man, to get you the damn ball. Like, you you need that. And if they're not going to be efficient, then you need to be, like, in a spot like Devontae Adams where they'll just throw it. Aiden O'Connell will just throw it to him 17 times. He won't even – it doesn't even matter. It's Devontae Adams. I'm Aiden O'Connell. I'm just – you got mad last week. I'm not going through it this week. You're getting 20 targets. So, it's going to be interesting how that situation plays out, man. And, um – No one's really talking about that spot.
1: Well, two things, because I see in the chat, would Kirk Cousins take a team-friendly deal? I don't know Kirk Cousins. I think he probably would be fine going back to Minnesota, but we've also seen him now twice. He hasn't settled for a deal. He's pushed for a fully guaranteed, maybe slightly below-market deal, but there's no reason to think he's going to come crawling back to Minnesota. So they're going to have to pay him. You know what I mean? Like it's not gonna be 35 million was what mentioned in the chat. That would be interesting. I would guess he's probably pushing for more. You really think yeah. he's gonna take 10 mil less than Derek Carr and Daniel Jones? Five million yet less AAV than Daniel Jones? And there was a name in there that I'm not gonna bring up. We're not gonna take it any further, but I would be intrigued. Mac Jones. <laughs>
0: Just throwing I, it out there. I, I don't think that's crazy. I don't think it's crazy. We're not going to go any further than that. I don't think it's crazy though. You, can see it, right, though?
1: Crazy. you could see it, right? Though you could, you could squint and you could see it. Where could Mac Jones support weapons? Huh? I don't know. That one would intrigue me though. That that is a guy we you and so, I both are still out of the corner of our eyes intrigued on. Um, yes, is Mac Jones. He's gonna get another chance. It may be. He's a, going to. It might be a shitty chance with a bad situation, and he's thrown in there for six games, and you're going, he's awful. And then if he does that, then he may it, never get another real chance. There, but he's gonna get another
0: can, shot. Can, can I ask you? Can I ask you? Let's. We're already in. We're already in the mud at this point. It's already gotten dirty. You've invoked the name Mac Jones, so we're here. So we're just gonna talk about it. Happy Valentine's Day. Does he get any of the? Bill Belichick, the game had passed him by. Now that he's gone, now that Bill's gone, and you reflect on just what's happened, right? Mac Jones had a very respectable rookie season. I'm not even counting the Pro Bowl stuff. That's Gardner Minshew was a Pro Bowler, but he had a very respectable rookie season. And then in his second year, I'm just, they give him Matt Patricia, and it's a train wreck. And then this year, it's Bill O'Brien, and it's a mess and then Bill Belichick leaves and you just re- you hear players talk about how just bad it was there um towards the end does he get any of that does he get any of the who would have really thrived in that situation look what they did to Cam Newton like i just i'm just asking does he get any of that
1: i think he would he doesn't. get that the answer is sort of no but the answer is no he, do- he doesn't but i think he would outside of some of the things know if they're true or not but there's there's negative stuff that has come out about mac jones too about his character about how good a teammate he is like that's gonna sour whether we believe it or not you better bet there's people out there that have read that that have heard it from somebody in the league about okay maybe this guy isn't just a pure victim of the patriots the last two years maybe there's something else where maybe we'll bring him in but we don't quite trust him is, aren't there a little bit of, like, some Carson Wentz vibes with Mac Jones of I, I'm not even wanting to bring him in just because we're I think not he's, sure? I think
0: he's even below Wentz because at least Wentz gave us some elite fantasy outputs at, at times. Like, he's even below Wentz because he hasn't really done anything, you know? Um, and I do think some of the outside stuff that we've heard is definitely... Like he needs a full rehab job. And the crazy thing is he's going to get another job. But I saw another name in there. Somebody said Jake Browning. Think Jake Browning would be somebody that O'Connell can take? And I, I don't know. I'm just I'm, I'm trying to think of situations to where we would talk ourselves into feeling good about those weapons still. And I don't even really count TJ Hawkinson in the picture because everything that I'm hearing, he's probably likely like pup list. I, I don't know. They're just... Like he's probably not ready right away, and he's probably not going to be TJ Hawkinson right away. So I'm just trying to talk myself into somebody and Kevin O'Connell. Wasn't Browning there, and then they let him go?
1: I was going to say, well, Browning, so he's an exclusive rights-free agent, so 100% he's back in Cincy. But yes, oh, he's he, was cut okay. by, he was cut by the Vikings at the end of 2021. Yeah, he was 20- cut by. Him. End of camp. Because when they played the Vikings, he put that out there that like they gave yeah, up on me. You're right. And he, you're right. And and Nick Mullins was starting, so it literally could have been him starting on the other side, but they gave up on him. But yeah, you're I mean, right. people mentioned Minshew. There's a lot of names out there that any of them I'd be interested if they went there. Drew Locke was mentioned. Taylor Heineke I see in the chat. I mean, all these guys, but you know, Mac Jones would be the one where I'd be like, all right. Now we're ready to go. But it, that's the most, that is to me, Ray, the most fascinating situation because you have this fan base that half of them are like, we don't want Kirk Cousins. We need somebody better. But then you start throwing out names like Drew Locke or Mac Jones, and they're going, oh, man, can, can we get Kirk back? You know what I mean? Like it's, it feels like that situation is going to drive what maybe happens. Russell with Wilson is going to be Russ. Uh, doesn't that feel like you're just trying to chase a different Kirk Cousins though? Doesn't it? Maybe a little cheaper, but like you're going down the there's no benefit from I like a development r- think or think salary. Is, cap I'd standing.
0: rather Kirk Cousins over Russ.
1: I agree, but I'm saying there's no real benefit of not paying Kirk Cousins and then paying 10 million less for Russell Wilson. Do you yeah, know what I mean? I, I
0: get you. Well, it feels like
1: if they get rid of if they don't go to Cousins, it is to Rebuild the rookie? system on a cheap rookie contract. Yes. A developmental a rookie. rookie that I don't have to pay. Yes. Like like Fields. I see Fields. And they bring
0: in Sam Darnold to start the eight customary starts. Because Sam Darnold, everyone knows he's a backup. He's good enough to start a few games because everybody knows he's getting replaced. Like Sam, Sam Darnold would actually make some sense, right? they go bring Sam Darnold in on a cheap contract, draft JJ McCarthy. Let Darnold start those first, you know, because he could start four or five games and look half decent, but you know it's coming. So week six or whatever, right after the bye, Jamie McCarthy takes over. Darnold wouldn't even have a problem with it.
1: I, I'm laughing in the chat because if the Bears traded Fields to the Vikings, that would be an, in- an indictment on Fields, wouldn't it? Here you go, Minnesota. You could have Fields. Like, if anything, I'd be scared off of fields in, in, division. in Now yeah, we don't the even the Bears care are just handing them to twice a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're right, though. That, I think it's a bridge QB, and then they draft somebody, and you know that'll be interesting if it's McCarthy because people will see Sam Darnold versus JJ McCarthy and go, "How the hell does JJ McCarthy not win the job?" But you've been very outspoken that he's probably not a guy you want to throw in there week one,
0: just not right away. I, I I really think that, and it doesn't have to be to this extreme. A Jordan Love showed some teams that you don't have to throw them out there right away. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, you don't. Like, I don't think Green Bay ever anticipated him having to sit as long as he did. Aaron Rodgers going out and winning MVP. But I think the the there is some power to letting them chill for a minute before you put them out there. And I think you draft a young kid like that, that you know had limited experience, why would you want to ruin him? Why would you want to—you would just hope— that the organization would take those things into consideration if you drafted a player like JJ and ain't nothing wrong with. That's why you bring in Darnold on a one year deal, right? He's a veteran. He's been a high draft pick. He's seen the highs. He's seen the lows. And he's the, he seems like the type of teammate that wouldn't trip if the, if his number was pulled and it's time to insert the rookie. Like he seems like that kind of guy. So um, I'd be in. I mean, the question still remains, can he support Jefferson, Addison, and a healthy Hawkinson? And I'm just going to assume they're going to run the ball.
1: I don't know, man.
0: I don't know. I would say well, no. Speaking of
1: running backs, the people want to hear about this guy, and I think it's perfect time for Ray to fill in on what your thoughts are. Because I don't think I've really heard you go in depth on this player, right? You know who I'm talking about? No. He got who? mentioned in the chat about ten times. Wasn't it the Senior Bowl? Was a late withdrawal from the Senior Bowl. You got any Jalen Wright takes? Man,
0: <laughs> it's funny. I was trying. I was going to go through my text thread with Jared Wackerly. Shout out to J-Wack and Dynasty Nerds. That's my dog. But like three years ago, he and I were talking about him um, because we were drafting him in these C to C leagues, campus to Canton camp leagues that we play in. And we have been, like, we've got, I know they're in the message thread from, like, three, four years ago, man. And, um, yeah, I'm interested. I'm interested. I think he's, I think he's, here's here's the beauty in Jalen Wright, is Dynasty managers, fantasy gamers, are looking for a running back to cling on to. Like, regardless of as bad as the class is, people are looking for one to say, that's RB1. He's got the size, this potential speed profile to be, everyone kind of knows what Quorum is, and Jonathan Brooks probably would be there, but he's not doing anything because the knee, and then you like Bucky, but you know that Bucky can't be RB1. There's nobody that's really, but he looks like the type of guy that if he tests well at the combine, at his size, people will be like, "That's the that's my sleeper. Like, everybody will say that. And then he'll end up getting steamed up. Like that's what everybody will say. Yes, SEC athletic should test very well. Physical runner size is there. Yes, Jalen Wright. I think he'll be a big riser. Everybody's going to call him a sleeper, but he's not. I guess he is now. Marshawn Lloyd.
1: Marshawn Lloyd feel the same way. We could be talking about him in a month as potential RB one. Am I crazy?
0: Yeah. Here's the thing, man. Like. I think so, man. I He I'm just he's not I don't think he's not very big, Scott. Like and I get I get that A-chan, but I don't think so. I don't think Lloyd is going to get that. I just I don't I don't believe he's going to get the capital to be considered that. I'll just say that. I don't think he will. And I like Marshawn Lloyd. You know, I'm I'm USC Homer Numer I like Marshawn Lloyd a lot, but I don't think he's going to get steamed up to that degree, I don't.
1: See, that's that's interesting because you look at his size. I mean, he's not he's the same size as guys that've gotten drafted.
0: I know. I through. know. You this mean, is like, pure this uh, is pure bias. This is understand this is probably like a 40% real take. Like it's just because we just saw him and I'm just I saw him and I'm just understand what I'm telling you. I'm not comparing them as players, but I also was at the senior bowl and was standing and saw Brian Robinson and Najee Harris. And like, I'm looking at those guys like even Tajay Spears to a degree. And I'm just looking at, I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, I'm just, it's just my personal bias. I'm sorry.
1: I I think the only thing I would say is that when you said he's not going to get the capital, I kind of just have to, compartmentalize, what does that actually mean? Because I'm sitting here thinking, all right.
0: I'm going to tell you what it means. We're go starving. Ahead, You go ahead and finish.
1: We're, we're starving for a running back to not just get – I don't even want to say get the capital. Get capital in a range where you're not going to completely shit on them. So let's call it third-round draft capital. Because I, I think mm-hmm. there's a chance we don't even see a running back go in the first two rounds. So there's going to be a bunch of them that probably go in the third and the fourth. So if they're in that range – The higher end of that, so let's call it third round. Why can't somebody like Marshawn Lloyd be the RB1? All you got to do is have the landing spot on top of that. You
0: know why? You know why? You know why? Because you said there's going to be a bunch of them in rounds three and four, right? There are better, there are better. I'm just telling you, dude, it has nothing to do with the player skill set. There are better, more known names than Marshawn Lloyd. And that is why. He will not be the RB one. It doesn't matter how good he is or how prime that landing spot may look there. If he's in the third, and Braylon Allen's in the third, and Bucky Irving's in the third, and Trey Benson's in the fourth, and Jonathan Brooks somehow, there are too many names that people like more than Marshawn Lloyd, and that it's as simple as that. And sometimes that's the name of guy, that's the name of the game in Dynasty is who do you have. Yeah. You know?
1: I mean, you you humbled me the other day. We were in voice chat, and you were like, There's gonna be a point where I'm just gonna draft Braylon Allen. I'm just draft I'm just drafting, I'm just drafting Braylon Allen because there's somebody that'll like him. And sometimes we have to just zoom out and say, you get to a point in rookie drafts where you don't know what running back to take. There's nine of them that all have capital within fifty picks of each other. Yes. Now, some of them you can eliminate because they're a landing spot. That may or may not hurt them or help them. But let's say there's six where you go, all right, I can see a path for them. Sometimes the answer is just, who is that guy? Who are the other people in my league going to like? Correct. And it's probably Braylon Allen. It might be Blake Corum. Probably won't be this guy. Probably will not be Cody Schrader. Probably just won't be. So there you go. I mean, that's how I'm going to break ties, but I'm excited about this running back class. There's just a lot of intriguing names and they're all going to become, uh, becoming at very cheap costs.
0: That's it. It's nine o'clock on the dot. It's Valentine's day. We're back, man. We're back. Scott, it was good to see you again in person, my friend. I'm glad everybody got to hang out. I do want to acknowledge a couple of the super chats that hit the building. Well, we had one from Danny too good. And, uh, says, uh, let's effing go. DD the best out there. Appreciate you, Danny, for that. Appreciate everybody who jumped in the stream tonight. We'll be back next week. Same time, same stream. Make sure you come hang out with me and Scott. We enjoyed this episode with y'all. Go to DestinationDevi.com. All the dope content creators over there. Check out the podcast feed. Scott Scott shows. Trades and 5 is on the podcast feed if you happen to miss it last night. And just stay locked in. We got some cool things that we're going to announce here very, very soon. Y'all don't want to miss it, man. We love y'all. We out. Peace.